Gamer. Jesus, I hated that. I wasn't sure if that was like a like a throat clear, and and then it wasn't. It super wasn't, and it actually here's the thing: it did the opposite of a throat clear. Yeah, that wasn't great for me or for you. Or for my throat. Or for audacity. Or for audacity. Poor audacity having to record this terrible audio. Yeah, our friend audacity. Our friend audacity. Friend the, and the sponsor of the show. <laughs> the stenographer. Auda- the stenographer audacity. Uh, oh, Lord. All right, let's let's do that clap. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. All right, time for the remix. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. One, two, three. <laughs> I was way earlier. <laughs> All right, let's do one more. Okay. One, two, three. That was okay. that was dead on sync for me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> sisters. Let's get it done, sisters. Let's get it done, sisters. <laughs> Welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. Come on in, take a load off. I'm Miles. Ooh, and I'm Mars. This is a podcast where each and every week we rediscover what makes music so special. Take a seat on the couch. Enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Do you want a cup of tea? Do you want a cup of tea? Do you want some ramen? Do you want some weed? I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather, you, I'd rather you do it in the house. <laughs> <laughs> We're not mad at you. We're not mad at you. I just rather you do it in the house. Oh Jesus! We don't. We don't. We don't want you getting messed up with a bunch of with a bunch of sketchy folks. Yeah, I don't want you going out with your youth friends with with your youth friends and and smoking the electric lettuce. I if if you want a weed hookup, your dad can be your weed hookup. Pointing to Miles. Pointing to Miles. <laughs> I don't like this the stage direction. <laughs> Exit pursued by Bao. <laughs> it's an audio format that I can't. It's true. You need to do it. <laughs> I need to do it. There's nothing I can, like. Like sometimes we just have to live in this horrible truth. Yeah. Speaking of horrible, what's today's theme? <laughs> Um, today's theme is an edgy song. Ooh, edgy. Ooh, edgy. Gonna trim your beard with that sharp edge. Uh, please, please, well, actually my beard does need a little bit of a trim now. Oh yeah, so, fun story. So, tomorrow, going off to Hosea, we were talking about it before the record, but for for listener uh, context, um, because we're recording this on my Wednesday, Miles' Tuesday, uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh... (laughs) 
I, I had that moment because, like, I haven't done any of, like, my official, like, name or gender changes or anything because that's a whole fucking can of worms. Um, yeah. So I was Me like, neither. fuck, Oof. I gotta shave before I go to the airport tomorrow because, like, people still misgender me even though I have a beard, but, like, it's gonna look a little bit funny <laughs> if <laughs> I'm very hairy and I'm like, hi, I'm birth name. <laughs> Please let me on your plane. I'm cosplaying a woman. I'm going to be role-playing a woman tomorrow. I'm going to be LARPing a woman tomorrow. Yeah. You will be, and I don't love it. Oh, it's a bad energy, but I'm making myself feel better by saying I'm LARPing. If I bring dice to the airport, will I get tackled by security? Uh, no, just add because you'll be at the you'll be at the counter talking to the receptionist, and and you'll just have a d twenty, mm-hmm. and every time you say anything, just roll the d twenty yeah. and say the number. If you roll a nat one, then uh, uh, Qantas the the Qantas help desk pulls out a gun and shoots you in the head. <laughs> if you roll a one, you just don't get to see Hosier. It's oh. but but Hosier will come to visit you in the hospital. Oh, so now it's like a like a I was gonna say sexy hospital scene, but I. I don't think that's sexy. No, well, no. Well, okay. Well, I mean, there are some hospital dramas, but like, it's not. You know, it's not. I have well, too many okay, friends that are medical also, people. But also, in this scenario, you would have like been shot a in the bullet head. wound. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. God. What if like we were super famous and like. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, just go with me. What if you were, like, super famous and I was just like, I'm Miles from Artificial Ghost, let me backstage, I'm gonna interview Hosier, get out of my way. <laughs> what, would, what would be the one question you would want me to ask him? The one question I would want you to ask Hosier is... Hosier. Is, um, old Hosey, <laughs> as, as... Folks are often known to call him. Yeah. Um, uh, you know what? My question would be, what's his favorite kind of frog? Oh, I love that. Honestly, he seems like the kind of person that would have an answer for that. I feel like he would. Yeah. My that. answer is um, the true frog, because it sounds like the final boss of a Final Fantasy game. I do love that. That's pretty good. It's like, what, it would what? be, it would like be a splash screen, like, the true fl- frog. <laughs> the true <laughs> Father frog. of the cosmos. <laughs> Some real elaborate Ch- shit. Hopper between worlds. God, I do love that. That's also a smash splash, though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> True Frog hops in. When when will True Frog be added to Smash Brothers? I know Joker just got released, mm. and they're kind of similar. But why can't we have at least True Frog as an Echo Fighter for Joker? Yeah, honestly. Get at me, Nintendo. Get at me, Nintendo. <laughs> so, Miles. So, Mars. So... Mars. Mars! <laughs> you just sounded. You're, you, I'm sorry to say that I you just laughed. Did a clown ex- laugh. You did exactly a clown laugh. <laughs> you just. You just. You just 
I don't know if it was accidental or not, but you are, I think you're transforming Goosebump style into a clown. It started off just like a thing that my body was doing and then I leaned into it. I am becoming a, a <laughs> I'm becoming, you know, that creepy, that really famous creepy pastor of like the babysitter put the kid to bed and then called the, the parents. clown statue. The clown statue. I'm turning into the clown statue. <laughs> We don't have a clown statue. <laughs> da, I, like, da. I, I like the one that's like, can I cover up the clown statue? I just put the kid to bed and then the parents like, get out of the house. We don't have a kid. Take the clown statue and run. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so yeah, it's very it. good. Uh, so, Miles, what is your themed song? I've been waiting week? for you to ask, so I... Because I, <laughs> it took a while. Oh, no, it dropped the wizard. Uh, it took a while for us to get there. Mm-hmm. It uh, did. My song uh, for this theme, which coincided beautifully... <laughs> I just kissed my fingers like an Italian chef. Beautifully. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with with my interests this week, in the space that I was in this week. Uh, I'm bringing I'm Not Okay, I Promise by My Chemical Romance. There it is. <laughs> And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> a beautiful day for my chemical romance. Oh, just a beautiful day for my chemical romance. Lovely day what for cricket. The, what is this accent? I don't know. <laughs> it's a, a little bit a, John from it's the It's a Beatles. little bit John Lennon. Actually, it's explicitly John Lennon. <laughs> I'm doing a John Lennon impression. Aren't I? Aren't, Aren't I? I? Uh, so I'm bringing I'm Not Okay, I Promise by my chemical romance. Initial thoughts. All right. Initial thoughts and feelings. Uh, initial thoughts and feelings is that um, I don't think I've heard many My Chemical Romance songs, actually, because I never like that's not the kind of like when I was going through my edgy phase. Mm. Um, oh, my God. I kind of want to change my song. You can absolutely do it while I go off because I have a fair I, amount of notes for this. I kind of want to change my song. To an to a song that was part of my edgy period when I was in middle school. Yeah, I mean that that's kind uh, of where I took it anyway. <laughs> so like you you fucking go for it, go for and, break, sister. But the problem is is I don't know if I can vouch I I for the artists. So I'm gonna hmm. have have a think on it if you can find one that like you know is good. Like check out the genius lyrics page. Check it. Um, uh, oh, oh these good. songs, oh, these, the songs that I'm picking from would not have a Genius Lyrics page. Mine did. I don't know when yours came out. Uh, I'm just saying there would, I know okay. for a okay. fact okay. that there would not be a Genius Lyrics page. All right. Well, you can still think about it and, and see if you can come up with one that you are for sure comfortable with sharing. If not, like, you can just go with the original, but like, you do your thing. Do your thing, yeah. sister. I'm going to keep saying sister now that you've brought it up, and I don't like it. I don't want to do it, and my body wants to do it. All right, so. So? <laughs> I don't know what you wanted from me. Uh, so, I want to take this opportunity uh, to have this edgy theme uh, to talk about uh, how My Chemical Romance and other uh, quote-unquote edgy bands uh, really saved a generation of scared gay teenagers. Uh, For many people, My Chemical Romance is the band that changed their life. Uh, I know at least it changed mine, uh, uh, and I want to talk about some kind of heavy, semi-personal things, um, and I'm going to be talking about stuff like 
death and suicide. So if you don't want to listen to that, maybe skip ahead a bit to Mars's part. Um, I'm not going to go super explicit or anything, but just in case that makes you uncomfortable, going to put a disclaimer at the front. Sure. All right. So My Chemical... I can't do that. (laughs) My Chemical Romance formed, I believe it was in 2001, uh, because uh, when Gerard Way was flying out to have a meeting with, I believe it was Cartoon Network, I want to say, being as he is a uh, comics uh, author and illustrator, um, uh, he saw the Twin Towers falling uh, when he was going to New York. Um, and he, uh, saw that and wasn't really, like, he wasn't explicitly affected by it, but he was really worried about the people around him, and he knew from that moment on that, like, people would be changed by it, uh, and so he called up some of his old friends and were like, hey, are you happy and satisfied with your life? If not, do you want to start a band with me? Um, and so My Chemical Romance was started, and, and he said that he wanted to not only make music, but he wanted to make art, uh, that would help make a difference, and and, and would help people uh, through their trauma and through their experiences in this sort of shitty period of history. Uh, so, without further ado, I would love it if we could give I'm Not Okay, I Promise a little listen. Let's do it. So what'd you think? So I'm, I, this, okay. So I, I guess I'm going to talk about this now instead of talking about it when my song is happening, because I decided to not go with the song from my childhood. Okay. Uh, mainly because I think that on this show, I only want to feature songs that I think are good. <laughs> For the most part, uh, at least for, like, regular episodes. Uh, And, like, I don't know. I I just don't think I can vouch for what I was listening to uh, when I was a kid. But I listened to – what I was going to to bring was uh, a Mega Man 2 rap. Okay. Interesting. From seven years ago uh, by this, like, internet rap duo – and uh by the name of oh i'm not shouting them out okay uh i'm not gonna get too far into it but to like give you an idea of what i was listening to as a kid like when i was going through my edgy face is i wanted to listen to to video game characters swear yeah that sounds right um and like i just never really got into um like this sort of music and it still doesn't really resonate with me because it's very specific to a time. Mm, okay. Um, like it's or like, and I don't necessarily mean a time in history, just like a time in someone's life. I feel like, and like, especially during that time in history, like, like a lot of people were like expressing the way that they felt collectively through this sort of music. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I don't know. I was never part of that culture. I was never, um, and, and that cult, like that stuff never really resonated with me. And, and to a big, ex- like a, a certain extent, it really still doesn't. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that said, I mean, like, I did enjoy the song, even if it doesn't, like, you know, resonate with me. Okay, I mean, that's interesting. So you like the sound of it, or... or yeah, like, mu- like musically, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, like I, I feel like this, this, this sort of music, My Chemical Romance, um early uh uh early panic of the disco thank you for some reason is blood on the dance floor a different band yes okay <laughs> well well i mean i no i sorry i knew it was a different band i but i was trying to remember if it was a band it is a band yes it is it is a band that is the same sort of genre it sounds like it would be no it's a scene it's a scene kid band if, okay if an emo band is my chemical romance a scene kid band is blood on the dance floor okay um but uh yeah like that that shows just like how little i know about that whole culture yeah, fair enough you know like I, I was just never part of the scene mm-hmm. <laughs> sounded it, like it, you were gonna continue with that no, well n- no like like <laughs> Like scene music? Scene, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I was never part of the scene. You're never part of the scene scene. Yeah, it was a, it was a, somebody laughed. Somebody out there in the universe laughed. It might not have been about this, but at some point while I said that, somebody (laughs) in the universe laughed. Oh, jeez. But no, I get that. Um, uh, uh, and so I'm going to be talking from the perspective of someone that uh, I'm going to say was <laughs> and and continues to be the person that I was affected by it into perpetuity. I get I haven't I haven't dissociated like um, uh, what's the word? I guess dissociated. Disas- disassociated. Not like I'm dissociating, but disassociated with right. uh, uh, that sort of moment in my life because I think it informs uh, a lot about my character. Um, sure. Yeah, so I'm going to be talking as a uh, ex-scene and emo uh, internet kid. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I'm Not Okay, I Promise is uh, My Chemical Romance's first single from their album Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge from 2004. Uh, And, well, I'm Not Okay is a great song about straight up not being okay. Uh, And I know that's edgy, that's why I'm bringing it. (laughs) Because I was thinking, I know I want to bring a My Chem song, what should I bring? Oh, of course, it's going to be I'm Not Okay because that's so edgy. Right. Uh, (laughs) um but uh more than anything it's it's a song about saying that things are bad right now and and it's a it's this conversation about telling your friend that you are bad right now and being honest about your feelings so that they can help you uh i'm not okay okay. it's about it's commiseration and empathy and the action of being looked right in the eyes and knowing exactly how the other person feels right now it is an honest communication of honest feelings it is finally saying after all this time because this is the early 2000s people still didn't like talking about depression and and mental illnesses and suicide and stuff and it is this honesty of looking someone in the eye your friend in the eye and saying i'm not okay right now and and i need to tell you that um, and, and I really like that, like, in, in the lyrics, it is this conversation between these two friends that one of them has outward problems, one of them has inward problems, uh, and, and they are commiserating, and, uh, one of them doesn't quite understand the other one's problems, but they're getting there by having that conversation. Um, and, and I really like that narrative because it is really painfully honest, and, and I've had that conversation with people before, um, and, 
I I watched this really fantastic video the other day, which is why when you said uh, this theme, I was like, oh, cool. I, I know exactly what I want to do. Uh, it's this video called uh, How My Chemical Romance Saved the Broken by Trash Theory. Uh, and they had this great line uh, saying, my chemical romance were you and they still are you. Uh, they are painfully uncool. They are nerds just like us. They're band geeks, they're D&D fans, they're theatre kids, and they're comic book nerds. Um, and, and they write music for that type of person. Uh, what I found really fascinating uh, is that my chem was consistently the absolute most hated and the most adored by music fans at the same time. They were at the oh, top for and sure. at the bottom of the list. Oh, uh, for sure. Like, yeah. here's the thing. When I was in middle school, like, like, oh my god. Like, like, I, I mean, I, I never, like, knew any My Chemical Romance songs, but, like, just from, like, association, I, like, knew all of the drama around yeah. it. Through osmosis, yeah, absolutely. Um, and it was big, like, I mean, like, us growing up, like, it was the early 2000s, like, Hot Topic, like, peak scene kid moment like that was like myspace ruled the internet like this is like our band <laughs> is these 90s kids um uh yeah because like if you liked them then you were a poser and you didn't know what real pock or pock <laughs> punk or rock was if you hated them it meant that you like you know just like didn't know about the deeper messaging and like that sort of stuff so like on both sides it, it was very um uh, uh, yeah, just divided, very divided. Um, I and, and it was the older people not really getting why younger people liked them. Um, because instead of just being like, you know, fuck the system, which is still a good message, it, it was uh, less about that, about societal conflicts, and it was more about personal conflicts and and making sure you're okay. Um, and uh, uh, My Chemical Romance took this group of people, the the freaks, the geeks, the weirdos, the queers, and showed them their edgy sides and showed them that they could be loud and in your face and not to waste their potential on rotting away into obscurity. You can burn so bright that it blinds everyone that ever hurt you. Uh, you can be proud of yourself. Uh, and I don't know, I, I think it, they're not a beacon of positivity, but it's saying that it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to not sure. be okay and keep going forward because you don't need to fix everything right now. You just need to keep going forwards. Uh, and I I remembered and after this this video I watched, had this little clip from a concert that I remember from back in high school um, of Gerard Way saying, uh, if you or someone you know are severely depressed, you need to fucking talk to someone your best friend, your mum, someone at school, I don't give a fuck because pissing away your life on suicide is fucking bullshit. And coming from someone that was suicidal and hearing it as someone who was suicidal, it, it really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. Of like, sometimes it takes holding yourself accountable to survive. Uh, of course, that's not everybody. Uh, don't take what I'm saying as like legitimate therapy advice or anything. But for no, me, for sure. For me, that messaging was really, really helpful. Um, uh, and and this great mantra of surviving and living a greater, better life is the greatest revenge you can have on people that hate you. And it's and true. living your most legitimate life. Like uh, Mike Hem performed, I think it was in two thousand and six at a concert, and they were right after I think it was Slayer or something. And and the crowd chucked bottles and like balls and garbage at them, and they. Still played the whole concert and they played even louder and harder and they were laughing the whole time because they were just like having a fantastic time despite the crowd booing them and and hating them 
because they just listened to quote unquote real punk rock. Right. Um, and, and they just, they played their fucking hearts out because they, they don't care about, uh, that sort of shit. They thank you for the poison and they, they keep on going as their greatest revenge. And I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so, that's such, that's so interesting to me because like my, like the way that like music, like the music that I've listened to has sort of taught me to deal with situations like that is to just like, you know, sort of turn back and say like, fuck you, you know, like Mm -hmm. not, not embracing the challenge and going and taking it in stride, but like fighting back against it. Mm. And it's an interesting perspective. Like, I don't know, like my chemical romance, like, I don't know that I ever had a solid opinion on them, Mm -hmm. but like, I I think I was definitely closer to the, the camp. Cause like when I was a kid, I, I was like, it was like so easy for me to follow along with, like whatever like you know i considered myself rebellious but really i just went with the tide a lot Mm. commercialized rebellion sure where like people would tell me oh like my chem sucks and i'd be like i've never heard them but yeah my chem sucks sure like um but i don't i i never really had a solid opinion on them Mm -hmm. but like for a lot of people for like a lot of people my chemical romance was such like a personal band and mm-hmm. such an important part of who they were and who yeah. they are. And I don't know that I ever fully understood why until I guess now. Really? When you're talking about it. Hmm. Okay. Because I, well, not because I didn't understand, but just because I didn't ask. Ah, uh, I getcha. You. you know. So do you think you have a different opinion of them now? Uh, I, well, to be honest, like, that's what I, like, I don't know what my opinion of them bef- was before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were just not a band that I thought too much about. Mm. Uh, but, uh. Well, I'm glad I can bring some stuff to light, talk about a little bit. Uh, and, and in like a, a little personal note, I know I said it before, but like, yeah, this, this contributed to me still being alive. Um, at a really dark point in my life. Uh, and I have friends that entirely are alive because of my chemical romance. That's kind of a crazy thing to say. I'm, I'm 21 years old. I, I don't think it's a crazy thing to say at all. I, I I don't think like, like, I, I think like the things that are important to you, like it's, it's so personal and no one can ever fully understand like your reasoning or your attachment or your, or your, like your understanding, you know, like, like I, I, I might never fully understand why my, my chemical romance is so important to you or to other people, but like, like it's not strange Hmm. to, it's not like, it's certainly not something you should be, ashamed or worried about like yeah. like having a, a having a band be like that important to you like honestly like that's the whole point of art it is the whole point of art is to connect and to to be personal in a way that people can't understand yeah and that can mean different things for different people for for the same band or the same piece of of whatever. Mm. Uh, I don't know. 
I'm just saying shit, but... Nah, but I, I know what you're saying. But I do hope that everyone has something that, like this, like, band or art or something um, that has helped them through something. And and it's the sort of thing that, like, you can't fully explain. Even me trying to explain this segment uh, mm-hmm. under this category is it's really hard because, like, there are so many memories that I've forgotten. So many memories that, like, are far too personal that, like, I don't know if I can tell them properly or if I should tell them and everything that's affected me in, into loving this band and I can't remember all of it and and I don't know my own brain chemistry so it's it's hard to really yeah. talk about uh, and even talking about it in this format I feel like if you got any random amount of people they're all going to have like they could talk for hours about it and still not explain everything about what they love and about what they care about um, yeah. ab- about yeah. that particular art form uh, which is really uh, I think beautiful and, and part of the human nature that we all experience um yeah i i think like i don't know i feel like everyone has or at least everyone i feel like should have like something that like they can talk for hours about and have no one understand what the hell they're talking about but have it be like so personal and so like important to them and like i feel like a lot of people like a lot of times like people get annoyed at each other or or like not even that people get annoyed at each other but like the perception is that people get annoyed when you're talking about your passions i get that and i have known people and i've had friends that like don't like it when you do that which sucks I think is bullshit. I think you should always surround yourself with people that, like, enrich your life experience, you know? You should always have friends that go, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but please keep, please continue. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, and- Miles, like, that's part of the reason why I was so excited to do a podcast with you when we first started this, is because, like, just being able to hear you talk about stuff like this and, like, like to, to go deeper into the well of exploring, like, like who is Miles, you know? You're a sap. I am a sap! <laughs> it's true, though, and, and, um... I mean, obviously not everyone can do podcasts, but I feel like something like this, this sort of format, is a great way to get to know someone. Um, for sure, remember, for sure. Although, seeing... although, let let me be clear, you probably shouldn't be starting a podcast with someone that you just met. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> although, we waited start... a year, it's fine. <laughs> we waited like, ha- like, 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 three oh, actually, no, it was of a like year. seven months or something. Like seven months. <laughs> Uh, we waited like seven months. Uh, my, uh, next podcast, I started with people that I met like less than three months ago. Yep. So. Oh yeah. I, I saw this great post the other day. Um, by the other day, I mean, probably like months ago, (laughs) um, of like, uh, 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 having a night with your friends where you all like make a PowerPoint about something and just like do a presentation. Yeah. In front of your friends yeah. 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 About something I that do you that. love. I would, I genuinely want to do that really badly. <laughs> I feel like it'd be really, really cool. I think that like, would be. Yeah. Cause I could know someone for years and then they'll come mm-hmm. around with something like, I did professional ballroom dancing for most of my childhood. That's directed at my friend Foster. (laughs) Here's the thing. Like, I have known Althea for years now. 
like mm-hmm. years and um i keep learning things about her it's like it's fantastic it's absurd <laughs> human beings are so deeply wonderful absolutely like 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 i feel like getting to know someone like should be like the most enriching wonderful experience yeah however <laughs> some people aren't worth knowing listen <laughs> some people aren't worth knowing it happens. <laughs> it happens. We've all met some shitheads. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess do we do we have anything else to say on this song? I don't think so. I guess just uh, keep being weird, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, if if you need anyone to talk to, my inbox is always open. But uh, you know, seek professional uh, advice first. Uh, but if you want to talk about my chemical romance, I'm more than happy to. If you want to talk about some shitty stuff that's happening, feel free to rant to me. Um, yeah. So Mars. So Miles. What song are you gonna bring? What are you edging? So here's Where's the your blade. Thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Well while you were while you, yeah. <laughs> while you were doing the podcast, I was studying the blade. I was studying the edge. Um the edge of my uh Hanzo Steel. <sighs> your Hitori Hanzo Steel. Um so So what's your song? <laughs> So, we were talking about what song we're gonna do for the Just Add Water this yeah. time. Yeah. The Patreon-exclusive show that we do for or Lunar Light Studio, Lunar Night Studio HQ on Patreon. Oh, Even yeah. $1 will get you access. Yeah. Um but uh, we were talking about what we were going to do. Come on, we were gonna. We were talking about what we were gonna do for uh, that for this theme, and uh, you suggested a Billie Eilish song, mm-hmm. which is funny because I had already written a right. whole bunch of notes on a Billie Eilish song. You know what's funny is that I genuinely had the thought. I feel like Mars is going to bring a Billie Eilish song, and I don't know why I did. And now I see that my thoughts were valid. I feel like you have an intuition about me, mm-hmm. which is sometimes wildly accurate. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's the it's the pagan. <laughs> Sometimes I do tarot readings and just mm-hmm. see how my friend Mars is doing. Um, so, yeah, for for me, yeah, it would feel like kind of a crime to talk about edgy songs and not talk about Billie Eilish. Truly one of the most edgy teens in music right now. Yeah, she really is. Um, first off, before I say anything else about her, I need to say her full ass name because it is fantastic. It really is. Uh, Billie Eilish Pirate Baird O'Connell. It's such a rad name. It really is. And the fact that her middleist name is Pirate is fantastic. Her parents must be really weird. Yeah. Uh, she's been active since 2015 and uh, just recently debuted her uh, her first studio album, uh, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? All caps. Very important. Uh, and it's such an excessive name. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it is also worth noting that, yeah, she's only 17 and has seven gold and two platinum singles. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, did I say which song I'm bringing? No. Well, now you're all gonna have to wait. Jeez. Uh, so, um, I, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be completely honest though. I'm really not her biggest fan or anything. Mm. Like I like several of her songs, but like really only like half of the new album. Um, and I haven't even heard her debut album or her debut EP. Sorry, don't smile at me, uh, which is mm-hmm. also a good name. Um, uh, which I guess she released when she was like. 15 or younger yeah i think that's right ridiculous um i I was introduced to her through her single uh you should see me in a crown Mm -hmm. which is a great song uh and there's part of me that wanted to bring it but i also i don't know i decided not to um there's there's this song was later placed on when we all fall asleep where do we go uh she also has a song of that album called Wish You Were Gay, mm-hmm. which is unfortunately not about how she wishes a girl was gay because she has a crush on her, and is actually about a boy who wasn't interested in her, and she, she wishes he was gay because then the reason why he's not interested in her wouldn't be have anything to do with her. Yeah, so I, so I was writing, I already wrote some notes for, for uh, the other one, so I guess I'm going to rehash some stuff when talking about this one but yeah so like that whole controversy happened with um i I wish you were gay and like i i definitely get it personally i'm sort of like "Eh, it's fine (laughs) because it's i'm mostly like it's not like she's not being homophobic she's saying it's a self-deprecating like yeah damn i i wish you just liked me because you didn't like women and not because i'm a shitty person (laughs) I here's the thing. I don't. I don't think that it's. It's not homophobic. It's not. It's just kind of stupid. Mm. It's kind of stupid, and also, um, like definitely. And and then I'm also, but I'm worried that like the backlash is so bad, and she's seventeen. I haven't noticed too much backlash from it, and I also there's also not a controversy tab on her Wikipedia page, so. Oh, okay. Um, um, but, well, yeah, but I mean, I I was I was on the internet when that happened pretty recently, um, yeah. and and yeah, people were really like shitting on her pretty hard, and I I was just thinking the whole time she's a kid, uh, yeah. and and kids will make mistakes, and I don't like this, I don't like the internet cult, I don't like call out culture, and I don't like mm-hmm. the internet's I, no. whole obsession with um with canceling people immediately as soon as they fuck up and not giving them time to apologize or make things right again um or 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 to at least let people make the decision for themselves um uh so i'm I'm sort of like "Eh," about it um but yeah yeah it's it's like it's not a song that i have saved on spotify but it's fine it's fine Mm -hmm. and also, funny enough, the the guy that she was, uh, who was not interested in her, um, did actually turn out to be gay, apparently. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, but anyway, uh, also on the album is this song, uh, which is her first song on the album and probably her most popular song right now. Typically, I like to bring a deeper cut, but honestly, this song just kind of slaps. It's Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. No reaction from Miles. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's all right. Do you, do you want to <laughs> no, listen have, to it? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it, so I don't have a reaction. Do, do you want to? I'm surprised you haven't heard it, honestly. 
Oh, no, you know what? You know what I have heard? I saw the Seth Everman video. Sure, him, right. Of him yeah. doing it. That's, right. I've heard that. Which is, honestly, his version is not that similar to the real version. Really? Because it got copywritten struck. Right. But I listened to it and it just doesn't sound that similar to me. It, yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you want to give it a little listen or do you want to sit in silence? in silence this is a toy on pilot song all right let's do it this is uh john cage's four uh fifty four thirty three i think it is the song the song that is a that is a orchestra composition that is just four minutes and 33 seconds of silence love that i yeah. i'm glad that you explained that because it was completely lost on me well i figured when you didn't have a reaction that's why i explained yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. let's listen to the song <laughs> you think i wish it wasn't a 17 year old singing this yeah right <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah uh, yeah the thing. like it slaps obviously but i'm yeah, also it's a, like it's a that's good a kid song. It's a i kid, can't slap though. to this because it's a kid it's, just, mm, it's obviously it bangs and and it's it's a banger it's a slapper um because billy Eilish generally has some really good tunes uh I was going to say this when we did uh, Just Had Water. I'm fucking concerned about her. <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah. Just like lines like, fucking got bruises on my knees for you, buddy. And you like it rough. And, and just uh, stealing your boyfriend and stuff just, just makes me think of all the, the terrible things that happen to women in the industry. So, uh, yeah, got got my brain a little bit. Uh, so you sort of you, you're grooving while you're frowning. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? It's like, yeah, it's this like awesome drum heavy production, uh, you know, on, on this song and several of the other songs, uh, on the album. Um, and, uh, she and her brother Phineas, uh, make these incredibly bumping songs with these pretty like dark and edgy lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like for like a lot of, her writing is very, like, full of exaggeration and, like, just like, oh, this sounds cool. Because, mm. uh, to be honest, I don't know, her lyrics are, like I said earlier, generally pretty stupid. I still think they're <laughs> good. Right. Like, I, I honestly don't mean that as an insult. Like, this podcast is dumbass rights. <laughs> Sorry, just sometimes the way you say things doesn't always sound like you're not being mean. Um, I I really I really don't mean mean like like I get you. Like her her I don't know I I that feel is not like very deep. 
They're they're not very deep. They're very like like you know very um very like just horror themed, but not really horrific. Mm. You know what I mean? Goosebumps. Yeah, it it feels very much like an aesthetic. Goosebumps of music. That I feel very much that it's just an aesthetic that Billy is into, rather than Mm. coming from a place of of like legitimate darkness. Yeah. Um, like, I don't necessarily think she's being a fake or a fraud. It's just, and this is clearly, like, an honest portrayal of her personality and her interests. Um, but, like, I, I don't necessarily think that, like, her, when she's writing, she's writing from a place of personal experience. Mm. Which I fucking hope so, at any rate. I hope you're right. I don't get the impression that you're right, but I hope you're right. Because sometimes, I also haven't heard that much Billie Eilish, but um, I know straight people, so, you know. Um, I just, yeah, I hope it's not coming from a personal place because um, I'm really genuinely worried about her Uh, because she's been in the music industry for a while, and I've said it before with uh, Willow Smith, uh, she was driven to self-harm because of Mm -hmm. the backlash that she got for some of her songs when she wrote when she was younger. Um, Yeah. And uh, Billie Eilish is, like, the same age as, like, similar age to Willow Smith. Um, Entered the scene later, obviously, like, 15, 16-ish, but still very young. Uh, It's sort of the similar feeling I had with uh, Lord, because Lord's our age. And when, like, mm. Royals got really popular and then she got really popular from that. Um, and she was 16 when she wrote all that stuff. And it was also talking about self-harm and suicide and, and these really bad things uh, or things that are inappropriate for teenagers to be sure. singing for adults about mm. is sort of my vibe. Yeah. And for other teens, I'm like, whatever. Like, that's your prerogative but like mm. i know that who's consuming it is like in their 20s and i'm just like that makes me uncomfortable um and i genuinely worried about lord until she released her, her next album uh and i was like okay so you've gotten a little bit more um stable uh mm-hmm. and and i'm still in the space with billy eilish that i'm hoping this is like a, a horror moment for her or she keeps the horror thing and and sort of makes I, some I- I hope, yeah, I don't know. I just hope this isn't like things she's experienced and is writing about, because that would suck. Well, because it's interesting because like she's this song is like like okay. So I I want to I want to read the chorus to the song really quick. So you're a tough guy, like it really rough guy. The uh, just can't get enough guy, chest always so puffed guy. I'm that bad type, make your mama sad type, make your girlfriend mad type, might seduce your dad type. I'm the bad guy, duh. First off, watch out, because Billie Eilish is going after your dad. Again, she's only 17. That's an actual lyric she wrote. Yeah. And, uh, even, like, even if, like, here's the thing, even if it's a joke, I only want teenagers to hear that. Because you can sure. laugh about it. When you're also 17 with you with your friends, you're like, yeah, I'm going to fuck your dad. <laughs> but, so, here's here's the thing. Here's, just from, like, looking at, like, and obviously there's no way that I can get, like, a read on a person who i don't know from a wikipedia page sure but like you know she's just making music with her brother Mm -hmm. uh like as far as i'm aware the production behind Billie eilish is her and her brother phineas Mm. um and uh like and i don't know i just don't get the impression that she actually lives a rough life Mm. just i don't know for some reason i i don't know no like i get that and and it's not that i'm saying that like 
she's she's necessarily doing all these things, but like her thinking about these things is also pretty dark. Um, yeah, and I like, do. I do sincerely hope that it is like her and her brother writing this stuff because like I don't want some skeevy producer. We've talked about the music yeah, industry a lot on this podcast. Like, I don't want some skeevy producer being like, "You're hot right now. Write a sex song." Right. Exactly. Like I don't know. I feel like at least. Because when you listen to the album, like, as a whole, like, there's a lot of, like, humor to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the album opens with a skit that is just her and her brother, like, laughing about her taking out her Invisalign. I, I don't fully understand why it's funny, but they're, you know. Uh, <laughs> as someone with a best friend that has Invisalign, I know why it's funny. <laughs> okay. Because it looks uh, like they're taking their teeth out. <laughs> all right. Um... Like, and, like, there's a song that has a bunch of samples from The Office. Mm. Um, like, I, I don't mean, know. even this sounds like we are number one from fucking, what's that show called? Mm-hmm. With Sporticus. Right, like. Lazy like, Town. I, I feel like, like, her, like, I, like, that's a good comparison. I feel like Billie Eilish is legitimately trying to be dark Lazy Town. <laughs> What is dark? I mean, if Lazy Town, like, if we're going by the Seven Deadly Sins, so there's like Sloth, which is Lazy Town. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's Billie Eilish? Uh, Billie Eilish is is she's not quite Wrath. <laughs> Billie not Eilish. Billie, I- Billie Eilish is Pestilence. <laughs> That's a Seven Horsemen. <laughs> I know, but she's she's <laughs> but she's Pestilence. Okay, so it's yeah. um Sick Town. <laughs> Sick town, USA. Um, but like, okay. So the other thing about the song is that she's basically going on like about how she's a toxic influence in people's lives. Um, but instead of it being a song like self-deprecating herself, like it's she embraces her position as a villain in people's stories. And like, like it, it's like a song about her, like her. She's singing about being an asshole, and the kick-ass beat just kind of convinces you to go along with it. Mm. Um, I getcha. But like at the same time, like she's doing it with such like a like a like wink and a nod, raised eyebrow, huh? Huh? It's a very uh, Heather's the musical energy. Sure. Yeah. Um, like it really genuinely is. If it was anyone that was. 18 or older, I would be totally chill. Mm-hmm. For some reason, coming from a 17-year-old, I feel really bad. I, I, I feel bad that, like, she's doing this, like, demonizing narrative stuff. I don't- And this is, like, very, like, a personal opinion stuff. Like, obviously, like, you don't have to agree with me. But, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, it, it's just this, like, I, I feel bad. Like, I, I genuinely hope that she's just, like, joking around and having fun. Uh, and, but even but if she is, I, like, I, I don't want her to consider herself a bad person. Yeah, like, I don't know, like- it sucks because it does slap and I love this narrative and I love songs like this. And when I used to make like character playlists, I would like mm-hmm. love to doing that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And this would definitely be on there. Uh, but I would also be like under 18 <laughs> and like I would slap to it. Um, right. But like, yeah, that, I don't know. That's don't know. that's the thing. It's like, like the impression that I'm getting from Billie Eilish is that she is like just fucking around, making songs with her brother, like, to make each other laugh, um, but also that is so heavily into Billy's whole aesthetic. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, 
I'm with you in that, like, I hope that's all there is to it. Yeah. I hope that no one else influences this. Right um, now, this is them, and and this is their prerogative, and this is their narrative, and this is what they want to make, these siblings. And I sincerely don't want anyone else to touch it. I just don't. Yeah. I I think it's- I feel like it would take a dark turn. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, and I feel like that's- kind of the the thing when we're talking about edgy music is that like i don't know it it feels like it's weird to for me to like enjoy edgy music generally because i'm usually thinking about the reality too much Mm, okay the reality of your life or the reality of the artist reality of the artist generally um because like i don't know and especially because like the way my brain works i tend to take things literally that is true um so like i don't know it's hard for me to get past um like a lot of like really dark lyrics a lot of the time because like i don't know like out of concern out of concern out of um just not wanting to think about that sort of stuff Mm. Yeah, you've said before that you don't especially like listening to sad music and that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, and, like, I don't know, like, for some reason, and I think it might just be the bass and the drums, but Billie Eilish, like, like not all of her songs, because she, she does have a lot of, like, more low-key sad songs that I'm just not about, mm. um, but, like... I don't know, for some reason it seems totally harmless to me, and I okay. don't know... And I don't know why. Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know, Miles. I don't have an explanation for you on this one. <laughs> I don't think you have to have an explanation for me. Yeah. <sighs> I think we've it's been very re- interesting. We've been recording for an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Wild. <laughs> this is going to be a long one. This is going to be a long one. Uh, well, I think that's 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 all I've got to say on Billie Eilish. Uh, yeah. well, well, should we we'll, do we'll it? We'll be talking more later, but should, should we do it? Should we do a different song for the Just Dead Water? I feel like we talked so much about her. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that, uh, but I also don't know what else I would suggest. Um, let me see, because I'm I'm pretty much only thinking about what I listened to in the early two thousands. Um. Okay, here's here's what we'll do. For the Just Add Water, since it's Patreon-only content, we'll go into uh, what I was listening to when I was a kid. Okay. And I haven't picked the song yet, but... You comfortable with that? Yeah, I want to talk about it. I just don't know that I necessarily love... You want it to be our dirty little secret for our Patreon members. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So if if you want... (laughs) If you want Mars's dirty little secret by the All-American Rejects, donate at least one dollar to the Lunar Lights HQ Patreon. Um, but yeah, so uh, with that, I guess let's let's take it to the break. Let's get sucked into the totally spies vacuum. Uh, normally, I love to come up with a fun narrative for getting us into the break, but I think this time... We just blink and we're there. Oh, jeez. That's really scary, though. Yeah, well. It's like casting blink in D&D and then you're in the ethereal plane and it's all in black and white and you can only move 10 spaces. 10, ten uh, feet, rather. Two spaces yeah. on a board, yeah. traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we cast blink and we're in the ethereal plane. And the ethereal plane uh, is the break, I guess. Whatever. Yes. Yes. All right. That is what I'm saying. That's what I'm, right. That's the implication. 
We're back. We're back. Morty. M- Marty. Wait. Marty, you gotta get in my car. I'm gotta- disintegrating. <laughs> Thanos is real. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> I was gonna say Thanos fucked my wife and then I just didn't want to do it. But then, you said, but then you said it anyway. Well, I didn't want to say it in Doc Brown's voice. Was I gotta be real? Was that Doc Brown's voice? I know what it was trying no, to be, but it wasn't. It was trying, but it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> I'm at a valiant an effort. Yeah. Um. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back Thank to you the for having me. The the uh, sit down in the chair. I've got my tiny microphone. Um. On your on your collar or? Uh no, it's one of those like stick microphones. Uh. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Um. And it's it's just for show because we are both mic'd up in the in in my light late night comedy show, but it's just yeah, it's just to give the illusion. Yeah, um, I keep going into bits that like I feel like are nothing. This episode, I like that you're trying some stuff out. Uh, we'll see how much of it I cut out. So Miles, so Miles, what's your new favorite this week? My new favorite for this week is. The Ballad of Hamantha by Jack Stauber. Another Jack Stauber track. Yeah. Well, I don't know that we've... I mean, because that was the band that... Uh, the Scary Jokes. Uh, yeah, it's what Liz bought. That's uh, what um, Liz... And I say band, but it's just one man. The the, the dude. The dude. Uh, uh, the dude, Jack Stauber. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, he, and I think he's been mentioned since then, but I don't think we've brought another song of his since then. Yeah. Um. And, well, that's when I, when I bought Honeybee. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the last episode. The episode before, um, but when I bought Honeybee, like this is uh, on the mix that YouTube recommended me. Uh, sure, and, yeah. And when I was like, oh, I'm gonna listen to some more Jack Stalber because I really liked it when uh, Liz Lehman bought it for uh, their little guest spot on. I think it was back in January. Was it January? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I think it was January. Um, uh, and and uh, I've I've been listening to some of his uh, uh, stuff ever since. And then Shanae was like, "Oh, have you heard the Ballad of Hermantha?" And I was like, oh, "No, I haven't." So then I listened to it, and I was like, "This slaps and is also very fun." Uh, so uh, without further ado, I would love it if I could give it a little listen. Don't yeah, tell anybody, huh? but let's give it a little turn. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll 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 keep it on the down low. Yeah, put it in your pocket and walk away. <laughs> It's a journey. It's a it's a weird song. It's very like if it, for some reason it reminds me. Um, uh, it reminds me of um, Monty Python's "The Meaning of Life." Okay, elaborate. 
Uh, I don't know. It just it's just in the same sort of vibe, and like the opening scene in that movie is sort of like a a, a sort of semi cynical scene in a hospital. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. It just it just sort of reminded me of it. I, I can't necessarily pinpoint a hundred percent why. Valid. But what I will say is that for some reason, it's always hard for me to get into songs that are over like three minutes long. Mm. Uh, I don't know, like why but i'm always just like oh a six minute song that's too long is it just attention span stuff i think i think i think it's just attention span stuff that makes sense you're fine um yeah well then how did you go listening to this uh uh sort of five-ish six-ish minute song um i enjoyed it i i'm not gonna lie i was like i needed something to do with my hands while doing it so i was playing a game on my switch fair enough um but like uh like i don't know i guess i needed like when a song is more than three minutes long, I need to be doing something else while listening to it. Mm. I mean, I do the same thing. That's right. right. Uh, uh, but yeah, so. I, I don't know. I really enjoy it. I, I'm a big fan of Jack Strabber. Uh, I don't know necessarily that his music would, would find its way into my like Spotify save songs often. Mm, mm. But I do enjoy like every single song that I've heard from him. I, I have really enjoyed. He's got such a, like an interesting, unique delivery that's like so distinctly him. Yeah, and it's definitely like utilizing uh, the voice as an instrument, which I really enjoy. Um, even with with this song, uh, which has like a clear narrative, it, it's still very like everything is very flowing into each other. Um, yeah, so. there's a there's a song. Yeah. From Jack Strabber called Cheeseburger Family, and its icon is a cheeseburger with eyes just staring at me. Mm-hmm. And I just, you like and, it? And the beef patty looks like a mustache. Mm. Do you like it? Do you like the hamburger face? Now that I've noticed that the beef patty looks like a mustache, yeah, I do. Love that. So, the Ballad of Hamantha describes the girl that the narrator has fallen in love with, Hamantha herself, who has a ham for a face. Um, right yeah and so here's so here's the other reason why it reminds me of something like monty python mm-hmm. is because like she dies yeah and then the doctor is like as consolation <laughs> for your 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 loved one dying as tradition i'm gonna here's a cooked ham and they and they don't know which one is the ham and which one is her head is her man and then the nurse is like oh dear and then they eat her they eat her mars so one of the lines is literally, and then they took a bite out of her face meat. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, so grim. It's it's really grim, and I really that thinking about it. I enjoyed the song, but I don't enjoy thinking about it. <laughs> I think same. So yeah, so uh, uh, Hamantha wants to be a movie star, but is rejected for having a ham face. Uh, and now one that day- now that is just 
Grade A discrimination. That's bigotry right there. Uh, Gerard Way didn't die for this. He also didn't die. <laughs> uh, one day, the doctor calls and says that he's found a cure. Uh, so she rushes outside. Unfortunately, her father was just firing his gun into the air in anguish because he feels so bad for his daughter. Um, uh, but he fired it straight up and it came right back down and it killed Hamantha. Or like, gravely injured her and then she died on the table. So, like... It like much like a Monty Python sketch, the circumstances of this song, of the story it's trying to tell, are yeah. so distinctly like it created a world just to tell the story of this song. It really did. Uh and it's this great mix of like stupid shit that would never happen. Uh and then very realistic, like heartbreaking things like you know the the she has a ham for a face and then they found a cure for it which is a lot and then this harrowing moment of like we couldn't save her and then her floating in space looking down and seeing that her tail had been shared across the world and and the last lines are just hamantha was finally a star as she's floating through space and it's like this beautiful moment of like sadness and and uh you know she just died and and she's finally happy now that she's dead it's really sad but she has a ham for a face you know what i mean like what a fucking stupid song and it's really good (laughs) it's it's a slapper i love it yeah yeah it's Uh, yeah it's wild it's fucking wild yeah i mean that's all i really have to say about uh uh, uh i i've been really enjoying like sometimes he posts like little like under a minute short videos on twitter of um just like songs that i guess he hasn't made into like a full length song um, mm-hmm. And he posted one for Valentine's Day. I think it's just called Cupid. Um, and it is really good. It is fantastic. Um, I'll post it on Twitter when this episode comes out. But yeah, that's uh, that's all I have to say about it. Yeah. So, so Miles. What's your favorite? My new favorite is With Me by Still Gold. Uh-huh. You might remember last week I briefly talked about Donut Shop by Still Gold and Too Many Zoos. Yes. Which was my introduction to Still Gold. Uh, I said that I was going to bring this song, or I was going to bring that song to uh, again to talk about it properly. Um, and in fact, for my new favorite, I had three Still Gold songs that I wanted to bring, and uh, it was between uh, Donut Shop, Double Mint, and this song. Okay. And while I'm definitely going to bring those other two songs at some point, I actually have an idea. Um... I decided on this one mainly because it directly disses Post Malone, and I fucking hate that creep. (laughs) Yeah, nice. Still Gold is a hip-hop group from Boston helmed by rapper Mo Pope and producer The Archetype, alongside Christopher Tolkien and Jonathan Ullman. Uh, The earliest released music I can find for them is from 2017, but I'm led to believe that the band has been active for at least a couple years before that. They're one of those bands that there really isn't a lot of information about them online. The only thing I know for sure is that I've heard their music, and it consistently slaps. Love that, okay. So with that... Let's give this song a little listen. Even when women insist that their rights are 
So, what'd you think? Uh, I think that was pretty good. I was into that. I'm curious about now more of their music after listening to that. Yeah, uh, they've uh, they've got a lot of uh, really great music. Uh, this song comes from their most recent album called The New Normal, uh, the mm-hmm. title of which is sort of in direct contradiction to the liberal mantra of this is not normal, which started circulating since the 2016 election. Mm. Uh, the song still obviously comes from a leftist mindset. There's, uh, a lot of, I mean, just, you just have to listen to it to, 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 yeah. to know that for sure. Um, but I think to the band, the idea is to acknowledge the, the new normal, quote unquote, that we find ourselves in and to confront it as a reality, not hide from it. But also to show that this new normal isn't new at all. The U.S. has been doing this shit to people of color, the queer community, women, and, and anyone else who isn't a cishet white man ever since they first colonized and destroyed the native people and culture of this country. I mean, it goes before that, obviously, colonialism has been real and a problem for centuries. It's just that it's just that we're in a time right now in our history where the right wing once again feels emboldened. And we yeah. need to uh, come together against the evil in this country and in any particular country that you happen to be in, because it's all kind of bad right now. Um, well, yeah, uh, America's politics has made politics in Australia definitely worse. Yeah. Uh, it, it, this song in particular is is an open hand towards the disenfranchised communities in America and a closed fist towards those preying on those communities. I mean, also there's a, there's a line in the song where Mo Pope says in not so many words that his young daughter could one day come out as trans and he would accept and embrace that, which is very cool. There's like, I don't know. I, I think this song is maybe a good introduction to still gold. If only for the fact that like, I feel like a lot of times, like, and with music, and I feel like sometimes, especially with rap music, like, sometimes you have to prove that you're not going to be an asshole. Yeah, I get that. Um, And especially, like, this song, like, dissing Post Malone. Like, we've talked about it, like... What a shit. Like, what an absolute... Like, he, like... You know, he, I, I I mean, I don't know what his music sounds like, but I, as far as I'm aware, he's like, you know, a quote unquote hip hop artist that doesn't respect the culture of the music that he's making at all. In fact, he directly like calls it worthless and like, he's a fucking racist. He's a whiny little racist piss baby. Yeah. Like, I, like he's just a big racist and he is a huge name in the scene and i i like i feel like at least for a lot of people i feel like that's like why they don't necessarily love hip-hop is because a lot of like lot a lot of hip-hop in the like like mainstream like big cultural music Mm -hmm. is like made by people who like are Oftentimes, massive assholes. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah, when so many, like, underground rappers and, and artists are, like, talking about real social shit, um, like we just mm-hmm. listened to, and, and uh, are, like, really genuinely rallying for change, and they're just being spoken over by a bunch of, like, privileged and, like, you know, people have told them their whole life that their shit smells good, <laughs> like... Right, yeah. Uh, and, and they're being overshadowed by people like that, and it fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also that, like, you know, like, Cardi B is a transphobe, as far as I'm aware, and, like, um, like, Doja Cat is a massive homophobe, and... yeah. Um, and like, like, just a little shithead. Just a lo- and like, like, not even speaking on like Kanye and, um, <laughs> and like, um, and like DJ Khaled and like, <sighs> just Drake. like a but Drake. Oh my god, Drake is like such a shitty human being. God, what an absolute bastard. It's, it's absolute- the kind of people that like <sighs> are not only shitheads, but then cry about it when people tell them that they're shitheads. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, bitch, you don't get to react like that. Mm -hmm. You don't have the right to react like that when all you do is belittle people and make people's lives worse. And in the case of Drake, assault people. Like, you can't cry about it, bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, there's- Grow up. You know, like- People don't tolerate it. I don't know. So, like, I, when people, when, like, the, the people that I'm friends with, the people that I talk to say, you know, that they're generally not super into hip hop, you know, I, I usually take that as it's not a problem with the music. It's a problem with the lyrics and the people behind it. I completely agree with that. And it's also like, um, you know, the whole mantra is I'll listen to anything except for rap and country. And I think right, that's because yeah. they're not being shown non-racist, non-homophobic, non-shitty, non-commercialized country and rap stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause they, they can be good in both genres. Uh, yeah. Shouts out Dolly and, Parton. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, that's it, yeah. And, and like that's why I like groups like Still Gold and groups like Injury Reserve and Brockhampton and um, yeah. and Tyler the Creator and um and like like that's why I like all of these rap artists is because like they're like making these amazing songs while just not being assholes. Yeah, you wouldn't think it's such a Herculean task, but... It's so... It's, like... Because I remember back in the day when I thought... Because, like, I thought that, like, Run the Jewels were, like, the hottest shit for, like, a long time. Because they were, like, doing, like, you know, they were doing all this progressive shit. And Killer Mike was backing Bernie Sanders, which was cool at the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, their music videos, like, were talking about... You know, all of this shit. And then, like, A, LP won't start, stop saying the Arsler. Yeah. I mean, he re- recently, very recently, came out with a song called The Full Arsler. It sucks. And it sucks and when then, people are and like- And then, of course, and then, of course, Killer Mike backed the NRA. Yeah, come on now. That's just- <laughs> So, it's, yeah. And it sucks because, like, you want to, like, p- we give them the chance, right? Like, yeah, like absolutely. I said earlier, like, I don't love call out culture. I generally go, I'll wait a little bit, see if they comment on this. If they don't, they're a shithead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you give them that opportunity and they double down on it. 
Yeah. Like with Doja Cat, I, I remember I was listening to um, Go Down and it's shameful because I still like the song that she did with uh, Rico Nasty because I love Rico Nasty. Yeah, that's so, that that song is legitimately so good. It's and so I, good because Rico Nasty. Because <laughs> Rico Nasty is on it. And then, like, I was, like, thinking about bringing that song to the show, and I was like, oh, I should I should research Doja Cat. And then I heard about her whole shit. I was like, oh. Same. Yeah, same. Um, and, and so I was listening to her song, Go Down, uh, and it was just, like, well, talking about eating pussy. And then it was like, um, if he gay, then when he tastes that shit turn hetero is literally a line in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, <laughs> if she wasn't the way she is, I would be like, what? And then I'd go, maybe she doesn't get it. But because of the context, I was like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. You can't yeah. say that shit. That is not okay. Yeah, As a person, um, that is not okay. Yeah. Uh, have you, because she also uses the F slur a lot. Yeah. I. Th- yeah. I think she, oh, um, because I think I was going to talk about I, this on, like, the Lost episode or something. Um, of, yeah. of, like, she she said it and then, again, like, doubled down. And she yeah, was she like, it's just, like, a fun down. word. It's just, like, a, it's just you a know, fun word that say, I like I've, saying. Does it? If I, I, have I think friends. she literally, I think she literally said, "Just because I say the f slur, does that make me a homophobe?" Yes. And I and I was like, "Yeah, if you use slurs that like traditionally have like put people down, and you know, have made hate crimes happen, and prison, and murder, it's like when white people say the n word. Like, oh my god. So this is a total tangent, but like, it is relevant." Of, like, I know, like, Tasmania is super white, uh, like, fucking stunningly white. Uh, it's such an isolated community. And uh, so down here, a really fun thing that happens is white people will call other white people the N-word. And Yeah, I, I, I broke up with a friend because he called me the N-word once. Which is, like... What? <laughs> like, like you're you're being and, racist and, in so many weird ways. And 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 like I got into an argument with him about it, and he like again he doubled down. And like that's the thing is like yeah again people make mistakes. Yeah. Like and like especially in a country like America where it's so easy to just like. Like, be shitty because your parents were shitty, you know? Yeah. Like, and like, I, I don't want to say that's exclusively an America thing because it's not. That's just no, I guess. how racism is passed down. But like, you know, it, like, it's like structurally reinforced. It's so easy just to not educate yourself. Right. Exactly. Like, people make mistakes, but when people are coming to you with, like, with, like, trying to help you, like, understand that your actions are wrong. Yeah. And you double down on your assholishness and, like, like, I'm absolutely willing to give, you know, anyone a chance. Mm. But for the, like... But, but squandering it. Like, people will so often squander that chance, yeah. for sure. Also, not saying anything is still an answer. Absolutely. People think that it's like when they're like, I don't have an opinion on that, or I don't want to comment on that. That means you have an opinion on it. That means here's, here's either you think you can't say your opinion uh, because it's what the person doesn't want to hear, or you're just so neutral and bored of it that you clearly don't care about the subject. 
Right. Like, here's the thing. I, w- I, I want to be clear. I think it's perfectly okay and, in fact, healthy to, to like, know, like, to not have an opinion on things and be open to, to learning and not just assuming an opinion because... Absolutely. You know, whatever. But there are certain things that you kind of have to have an opinion on. Yeah. There, it, it, for a good example is um, in Australia, we had a referendum uh, voting yes or no on gay marriage. Uh, and it was just to be a, a thing considered in, in government. Like, it wasn't like a hard, fast vote. It was to get the bill across. Uh, and if you ask people and they were like, I don't know, or... You know, like, I'm not sure yet. That means you don't care enough about that group to say yes. Yeah. Because it shouldn't, that's a human rights issue. Yeah. Like, when it comes to, like, like, things like that, like, yeah, like, absolutely. Like, not having an opinion is the same thing as having an opinion. Yeah. But if it's something like, I genuinely, I'm not educated in the subject, I can't know. It, admitting that you're not educated enough is a is a healthy thing to do, and it's something that's taken me personally a long time to to do because I used to be a know it all who thought that they knew everything, Same. and that's why like the reason why I say shit like dumbass rights and stuff like that, yeah. Is because I like I'm embracing the fact that I don't know anything. Yeah, I'm embracing. It's, it's not embracing the fact that like you know you're ignorant. It's embracing the fact that you don't need to have all of the answers to like every possible question. Right. And just yeah. living your life as a person, as a good person, is enough, and you mm-hmm. have time to educate yourself if you need to. Uh, and and just saying like sometimes I just don't know things, and that's yeah. okay. And but it's also very important to be like yeah to be open to learning yeah there's also things that i'm just like not necessarily like it's not responsible of me to have an opinion on you know what i mean honestly yeah sometimes because i'm a uh, a sociology and like gender studies sort of intersectional philosophy student person academic i don't want to say academic i haven't graduated yet um is that a lot of people will ask me questions about things that because of the qualitative nature of them i have no experience on and like it would like i don't know everything about being deaf because i'm not deaf right you can still educate yourself on it but it's not responsible for me to go i think that this should happen for deaf people (laughs) that's the whole point of uh feminism is not to uh talk for people but to give them the platform to talk for themselves exactly yeah um yeah, so that's the like. I, I feel like sometimes like songs that I bring on the show will talk uh, about like those sorts of like racial issues, and like we'll talk about like issues like that that I don't fully understand, and so I might not talk about them in great detail. But it's sure. just because like I, you know, I don't feel qualified to speak on it a hundred percent because I, mm. you know, like that's just not the life that I've lived. I get that. We um, really went off topic. We really did. Like we went places. Um, let's let's end the show. Let's round it off. Let's round it off. We've been recording for two and a half hours. We have. Thank you so much for listening to Artificial Ghost Radio. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with a friend. It would really mean a lot to us. If you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at ArtGhostPod and at our email at ArtGhostPod at gmail.com. Thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you on the other side.